Welcome into a brand new episode of Cinema Ticket. This week's episode is going to look a lot different than usual. Typically on this show, I bring on a guest to talk about a movie that they connect with or particularly enjoy or have a memorable movie theater experience with. And this week we've decided to kind of shake it all up. And I have asked two wonderful guests to hop on this very special edition. And we are going to be ranking the MCU or the Infinity Saga together. So the guests I have are Jared Brown and Chase Burdett. And these two men have been uh, kind of, uh, I don't really know how to explain this other than when the MCU movie comes out, these two are the ones I talk about it with. So um, over the years, I remember when Guardians 2 came out, talking to Jared, when Homecoming came out, talking to Jared and Chase before we started recording, mentioned um, talking about another movie before, like uh, Far From Home last year when that came out and... Uh, So we've talked about these movies a lot, and I don't know if we've ever had an in-depth discussion on rankings of these movies, so this will be a lot of fun, but how are my guests doing today? Good. Real good. Just got a haircut, so I'm fresh, as everybody on my podcast can see. Yes. My hair looks good. Love it. (laughs) I did not get a haircut, so luckily they can't see me, uh, because I didn't do anything with my hair, but man, I am pretty happy. That's awesome. And these these two fellows are both lead singers of bands, which is pretty cool. Um, and if you want to plug your music, you can do that right now if you if you feel the need. When's this episode coming out? Um, a, a week after tomorrow. Stream cold audio file. It's good. <laughs> Just okay. dropped, bro. It's fresh. It's cold. It's cold as ice. Stream that. <laughs> Oh man, stream it, baby! Come on. Yeah, we we got we got we got ride the storm by center of a tension. That's 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 our song. We're we're new on the scene, yo. We're new. new. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm new, but hey. Also, I'm sure. I hope this has been mentioned many times. But you know, stream summer by treat, bro. Yes, please. A whole EP. A whole freaking EP. Please stream that. Um, All right, let's get into these rankings. So. Jared, I think you're up first. And All right. I just go from 23 to 1. Yeah. If you have any, you feel like hot takes or anything, exp- feel free to explain those. Um, and just kind of run down, run down your list for us. Sure. And I, I know that this is definitely going to be, I'm sure you, because you saw my list, Zach, and I know yes. you're going to have some, some disagreements on there. So That's fine. All right. We're just going to go down. I'm just going to say them real quick, and I'll hit my hot points. So we got um, – Thor The Dark World, we got The Incredible Hulk, we got Thor 1, Doctor Strange, Ant-Man, Captain Marvel, Iron Man 3, The Avengers, Captain America, The First Avenger, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Iron Man 2, Avengers Age of Ultron, Guardians of the Galaxy, Black Panther, Iron Man, Guardians of the Galaxy 2, Captain America The Winter Soldier, Spider-Man Far From Home, Captain America Civil War, Thor Ragnarok, Spider-Man Homecoming, Avengers Infinity War, Avengers Endgame. Um, the most recent MCU movies I've watched were Civil War, um, uh, Age of Ultron, and uh, Winter Soldier. And I think that I gave Age of Ultron an edge that most people wouldn't give it. Um, 
just because I really, I really like what they did um, with, um, I liked Ultron. I know a lot of people didn't like how, um, how he came off and how he was easily killed off. I think people wanted him to have a better place in the MCU, but I, I think it was a good film. And um, I just wanted to clarify the reason that Thor The Dark World got out so quickly that I was like, nope, that's the bottom of the list is because of um, what's her name? Uh, Natalie Portman? No, she's fine. It's Kat uh, Dennings? Yes. Her assistant subplot that she had an assistant. That was the dumbest, most annoying. I Straight out of Two Broke Girls, like a Two Broke Girls <laughs> episode in Thor 2. Um, and uh, I know that there's a lot of love for um, Captain Marvel on, on your side of the pond. So I think I may have actually ranked it even higher than I um, like just for your sake, sure. but it's not my least favorite, but um, I, a lot of people love that one. And it's just, it, it, I didn't hate it, but it didn't do anything super special for me. And also the Spider-Man's definitely probably went higher than they actually deserve as movies <laughs> just because he's my favorite. So you know, that's that. I really have an issue to pick with the Avengers being so low. Mm-hmm. And for me, Ultron is not nearly as high. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, I know people like that movie a lot. The Iron Man 2 placement on your list is fascinating to me. It is. Too high? Yes. Way too high? Way too high. I like Iron Man 2 quite a bit, actually. And I liked mm-hmm. it a lot when I saw it in theaters. But for me, it has not been one that I revisit often. But your love for it, your love for sequels that set up other movies in general is just astounding to me. I like it. I like to you see. Like That's it why I like Ultron. Yeah, I, I like to see what's about to happen. I'm okay with a little bit of teasing, a little bit of uh, um, setting up a universe. That's fine with me. I don't, I don't mind it. You're also a notorious Amazing Spider-Man 2 fan as well. I'll die on that hill. Absolutely. I will also die on that hill. I think all three of us actually kind of like. So Gwen Stacy. Hey. Oh man, man, just to just to throw this in there, this is not relevant to the topic at all. But um, I realized a little bit later in life that my attachment to the Amazing Spider-Man Two was largely nostalgia, and yeah. my rating of the movie dropped as the years went by. But the first Amazing Spider-Man, that one still holds a really special place to me. But anyways, we're not yeah. talking about those. <laughs> Rip Andrew Garfield. Do you have any? Do you have any issues with Jared's list? Um, I I can't remember. Um, or anything I, you, there was, you have nice to say about it. That's fine. There was one that I remember him saying that I thought was too low, but I can't remember what it is. Jared, will you read back through, and then I'll jump. Read back through your list, and I'll jump on one if I if I notice one that stands yeah, out. Yeah, I bet it's Doctor Strange, honestly. But Thor two, mm-hmm. Hulk, Thor one, Doctor Strange, Ant Man. Captain Marvel, Iron Man 3, Avengers, Captain America 1, Ant-Man 2. Yeah. Iron okay, Man yeah. 2. Sorry. I think yeah, I think I don't not even that I cuz I really like Doctor Strange and obviously I'll talk about it in a second. I think I was just a pr- surprised at how low that was for you. I just mm. I guess I didn't expect it. And then obviously like the Avengers, I'm the Avengers has got a lot of awkward quirks that make it hard for me to rank it super high. Yeah. But it's just a really it's a good movie it's one that i revisit a lot uh, i understand the um the like oh it was the first avengers movie you know like yeah. that to it but to me i get that kind of payoff from um 
Infinity War and Endgame. Yeah, so I feel you. I, I feel don't you. give those points to the first Avengers. I feel you. Um, <laughs> the, yeah, the last time I watched the Avengers, I noticed, and maybe I was just tired or in a weird mood because I've been able to watch that movie so many times and enjoy it. But I hadn't watched it in a, a year or two. And the last time I watched it was just in the past couple of months. But I realized it seemed like it starts a lot slower than I remember. Mm-hmm. And it just it's takes really, it a long yeah. time to get traction. Yeah. And I don't know. Maybe it, definitely does. maybe it just that was. But anyways, yeah. So that's that's where I, it loses points for me. But um, cool. Eh. <laughs> well, Chase, I know you have. I've seen your list. So I know your hot takes. <laughs> and I do have some bones to pick with your hot takes, more so than you. But yeah, yeah. Go for it. Cool. I think I I know at least one that I know that is that that's gonna people any anyone all of my friends gonna come for me for this one. But all right, so we'll start at the bottom and we're here. Okay. The Dark World, The Incredible Hulk, Thor one, uh, Iron Man two. That was hard for me to put that one that low, but anyways, uh, Ant Man, Homecoming, The Winter Soldier. Guardians 2, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Doctor Strange, Captain Marvel, uh, Captain America the First Avenger, Civil War, Iron Man 3, Black Panther, Age of Ultron, Guardians 1, Iron Man 1, uh, The Avengers, Far From Home, Ragnarok, Infinity War, and Endgame. Okay, so you have Spider-Man Homecoming at 18. Yeah. The Winter Soldier at 17. (laughs) Um, I'm trying to think of any other. Those are really the, the two main ones. I like the Guardians 2 more than most people on the planet. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm not going to really get mad about that one. But Homecoming and Winter Soldier that low. Explain your reasoning yeah. there. Yeah, so I always wrestle with trying to rank these movies because it's hard. Because sometimes I have to put some lower than others, not even because I like them less. It's just I when I have to make a list, I can't tie everything. So lists are hard for me. But um, Homecoming, I always for, like I always just forget how good I think Homecoming is, and I try to give it less credit because obviously I love Spider Man. I loved him coming into the MCU, and I I probably more than most people loved the dynamic between Peter and Tony. Mm-hmm. But I think I'm maybe I'm just a little bit hesitant to admit how much I like that, so maybe I pushed it too low. But so um, I'm I'm confessing my own sins on my own list. Hey, it's okay. Um, <laughs> feel the way you feel, man. No guardians, no guardians too. Um, I like that one a lot, and it was hard for me to put that one that low. But I think honestly, and this is weird, um, like the way they played Yondu's death is kind of the one thing that makes it hard for me. And I thought they did it well. Um, and like, there are a lot of sad and tragic moments and deaths throughout the MCU, but for some reason, that one is a little bit harder for me to sit through than others, which is weird. But so just for the fact that that one's a little bit too much of, that one's too emotional for me. So I had to kind of knock it down just because I was just trying to rank it on based on movies that I enjoy watching. But anyway, so, so I kind of, I'll admit that those are a little bit shaky, but the Winter Soldier is one that I got to stand by, and I know that's my hottest uh-huh. take probably because that's like one of the overall favorites from the MCU for so many people that I know. Um, but I don't know. I know it. It that that one set up a lot. You know that did big big things. You know, like the fall of Shield and whatnot, and you know, um, and it it obviously set up a lot for you know the the future of of Captain America and his relationship with the other Avengers because of yeah. Bucky and it did a lot for the MCU but it just didn't do much for me 
that's never been a movie that I'm like, I really, really, really want to watch that right now. And I don't know. It's just, I, I've never been able to, to understand the hype on that one. So I, I, I guess I'll die on that rock just so, for the sake of controversy. I, uh, I watched that one last week. And uh, for the longest time I was with you, I was like, I just don't see the hype for it. Like I, it's an okay film, but it's not doing anything special for me. And then um, I think I figured out what it is. It's like the whole idea of Captain America, at least I think for our generation, is that he's a um, a soldier out of time. You know, he's a he's a man that doesn't belong to this generation. And um, I think you know, with your your first Avenger, it's like that's not even what's happening because it's like it's a backstory. You know, um, and then Civil War is. Let's be honest, we love it because of of they're pretty colors, you know, like how, how much is going on, but it's a mess in a lot of ways. Yeah. I Um, agree with that. Just, you're getting so much thrown at you at once that I really can't call it a Captain America movie. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, that's the only film out of the three trilogies that we have that, um, that really feels out of place in the trilogy to me. But to me, Captain America's trilogy is the most confusing because of just like, I'm trying to hold on to a singular story. Um, and I don't remember which uh, post-credit scene it is where they they find Bucky, right? Like, um, they walk up on him, uh, Falcon and... and uh, oh, that's at the, um, before Civil War? Yeah. Uh, that's Ant-Man's end credit scene, I believe. Okay. So, that fits before Civil War? Yes. Well, it's a scene in Civil War, but they show the... Um, right. Is a post-credit scene in Ant-Man, um, which yeah, is the with, movie that came Sam out. Sam and Cap talking to him. Yeah, exactly. So They're talking about Tony. I feel like, you know, without Bucky, there's not really any Captain America story at all. It's just an MCU mm-hmm. story with uh, Captain America in it. So, like, that's, yeah. that's the one thing that makes it a Captain America story. And so for that movie to be predominantly about him, it just ties together well mm. with the <laughs> points from Civil War even if you take out the idea that the the people he killed were Tony's parents, you know, they could still be anybody mm-hmm. as long as it affects the story the same way. So I, I like it just because I feel like it does a good job telling a Captain America story. I'll give you that. I, I feel that. Um, and, and, you know, if you follow the thread of Captain America's story, like you said, the soldier out of time, uh, I may be wrong on this specific point, but like Bucky was kind of one of the first major losses that we saw from him. Like maybe not the first one of the first, but anyways, you know, he lost Bucky indefinitely and thought he was gone for good. And then, you know, he, you know, he had to go take down the ship and then he woke up Mm -hmm. um, 70 years in the future and then he didn't have anything left. And then, you know, he Peggy was there, but she was old and, and, you know, she didn't, you know, remember him uh, all the time. And so when he realized Bucky was alive, then that was kind of like his anchor back to who he was. And so yeah. I think, I, and I guess, you know, they really use that in a lot of ways because, but I really think Bucky is the cause of the civil war more so than the accords. Oh yeah, for um, sure. Yeah. For sure. And so he really clings on to Bucky, which I think is funny. And are we in game's been out for a while? We're like, yeah, okay, it. cool. Uh, but like, you know, I think it was interesting how like Bucky was what Cap clung to throughout everything after he found out he was still alive. And mm-hmm. then for him to end with, you know, going back and spending his life with Peggy instead of living out the rest of his di- or, Bucky's time, you know, that was did he an interesting choice. Spend his life with Peggy. Or, or did he? We, I don't know, man. We didn't anyways, see that. So, 
So I don't know. I get, I'll give that to you because yeah, it tells a good Captain America story and it shows like his link to Bucky, but also like, you know, I think that kind of, Oh, I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I think it kind of opens up one of his flaws. I think there's a, a line. Mm. So like, I, I think what's, what's really just something that I can really like about winter soldier is that you don't have a lot of that, um, like, true character Captain America because he goes into the whole nomad thing really mm. with, with Civil War and you see him uh, foreshadowing that I noticed in um, Age of Ultron uh, they're, they're talking at the end uh, Tony and him about um, yeah. you know having a ha- settling down having a family but I don't think the same man came out so mm, yeah. um, kind of like what you said, like Bucky kind of like anchors him to a, a different person, I think, than the person he actually is in 2012 or whenever it is that he, he comes yeah. into our, our timeline. Um, yeah. So maybe that's so, a lot of his inner conflict that we see play out. And yeah. so my, my take, like, like I said, obviously like with the fall of S.H.I.E.L.D., you know, whatever, or figuring out that it was compromised, you know, um, and all that stuff for me. And I know that was important to happen for the future, but I feel like that just kind of happened in a messy way, kind of, kind of abrupt, like, and, yeah. and for me and not, I don't know what the plan was and I don't know if it makes much of a difference, but for me, I feel like that, that, that just kind of, they just threw that in there to change things up too much. So the, the Bucky storyline, that thread is the redeeming quality for the winter soldier for me. Mm. Um, which it's funny because obviously the movie is called the winter soldier for that reason. Right. But, but it I doesn't think, really feel like it's really about him. It's about the yeah, shield. everything else that happens. It's, it gets a little bit too distracting for me because it's hard to know what the main storyline for that is. And maybe that's where it loses me, but I don't yeah. know. Zach, Zach, you haven't weighed in much on this and I know, I, I know that was one of my hot takes. So what do you think? Yeah, I had um, initially after civil war came out, I had civil war really high on my ranking and right. Winter Soldier a lot lower. But I think as time has gone on and as more Avengers have been introduced and as more uh, franchises have been included and stuff like that, Civil War just kind of feels smaller to me now. And I just, every time I watch it, I just wish there were more people in it. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And so for, if for, for that reason, it's kind of slipped back for me. I still like Civil War a lot. And Winter Soldier, on the other hand, has aged better for me over the years. So I've kind of like flipped those in my rankings. Okay. Over okay. The years. Me too. Me um, too. I would definitely say it, I keep Civil War as close to, as it is to number one, just because of the you know the spectacle of it. Oh my gosh, yeah. Spider Man's here! But yeah, if yeah, Spider Man yeah. wasn't there, where would it be on my list? That's that's what that's I fair. On. That's fair. And for I'm me, I I I kind of Civil War kind of hangs in the middle of like the 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 pendulum for me. It's 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 Civil War kind of dwells right in the center of the tension of the list for me. Ah, nice. Sorry for that one. Nice. Shouldn't have done that. <laughs> but um, because I want to push it further down, but I also want to push it higher up. So it keeps going back and forth in my head. Um, so I try to keep it somewhat towards the middle. But one of the things, and we've talked a little bit about this, I know, over the group chat. But one of the things that makes it hard for me is I, and maybe it's bias or maybe it's, after, you know, looking at everything. But I have a hard time siding with Cap. Um, and obviously there's a lot of wrong on both sides, but I have a hard time siding with cap as far as the divide goes. And mm-hmm. I don't, I won't get into all that right now because then, then we'll take two hours and we'll be off topic and we haven't even got to your list yet, Zach. But, um, like, I think obviously Tony made a lot of mistakes. I don't 
I don't dig the accords. I think that was, you know, Tony's flaw coming in and, and holding him back and causing problems. But like, like, you know, like we said a second ago, the real divide really happened because of Bucky. And like, there's a key moment for me that makes it hard because originally I was like, okay, yeah, I love Tony, but team cap, I have to. But then after I watched it a few times, I had to side over because the conversation where cap is really close to the accords, signing the accords, um, uh, you know, he's, or I think it maybe is that scene, but Tony says, you know, we get Bucky help from an American, like, uh, mm-hmm. you know, psych ward or something instead of a Russian prison, I think is how he puts it. Maybe I'm probably butchering that quote, but like, you know, Tony, as much as he was doing some things wrong, he was, you know, not, he wasn't trying to take out Bucky or anything. Mm-hmm. And then like Cap was just kind of like, nah, man. I, mm-hmm. but Bucky I have to protect Bucky and obviously you know that was a big thing for Cap but I, I think that Bucky and Cap could have been better off but it just kind of it it got too deep in his feels so I have a hard time siding with Cap so that's why it makes Civil War hard for me because it's a Captain America movie and Tony is posed as the villain obviously is how he was written yeah that's uh, the problem but I can't because I can't come against Tony in that one it's hard whole whole MCU I'm trained to believe that you know Tony is is my my rock you know he since mm-hmm. episode one this is the guy that is yeah. our, our hero yeah. and you want to tell me that that oh he's a bad guy in this movie like he's not what he is like yeah i i my allegiance never went to uh to cap as much as i like team cap i like um i love falcon um and tony's team like, is so stacked though but like there's just things i don't get about it honestly with Civil War that now I'm almost feeling like maybe it needs to go lower on my list, but like, um, yeah, it's messy for sure. There's, there's no reason in my opinion that Black Widow would want to be on uh, Iron Man's team. Like, I don't yeah. see that at all. Yeah. Um, she kind of also, plays like, I know we've had conversations about comic book accuracy, whatever. She kind of plays the, maybe this, this isn't right, but she kind of plays the Spider-Man in the comics role of like flipping between. Right. Right. And, yeah. And they didn't yeah. do that with this. Um, and I feel like the reason they didn't do that is because they, if they were going to build Tony to be this like sinister, like Tony's in the wrong here, Captain America's clearly right. Like, which is what they didn't do. Then they would have had the opportunity for Spider-Man to flip sides, but there was no point where I would have been like, because, you know, seeing myself as Spider-Man, that I have to do whatever he <laughs> right. does. Um, yeah, right. I'm like, there's no opportunity for me in the midst of it to say, you know what? I am on Captain America's side. Like, yeah. I, I never changed my mind throughout the movie. I'm, yeah. I'm with it. Like, are the Accords flawed? You know, are there uh, better ways to do it? Sure. But, like, mm-hmm. it was the unwillingness of Captain America. Like, the, mm, yeah, just like, nope, nope, nope. I don't want to. Nope, nope, nope. Yeah. Um, which is exactly the opposite, if you think about it. Like a soldier, right? A soldier follows orders. Yeah. Does does what he does for the greater good of the side that he's fighting on. And then mm. and for him to just go rogue completely makes him be the nomad character because he's You're not right. even acting like a, a a soldier at that point. You know, he's, yeah. he's not fighting the fight. He's walking away from the fight. Yeah. I think that's kind of Captain America's arc in his trilogy is – he starts out as a soldier who's loyal to America and he wants so badly to fight for his country. And then mm-hmm. in the second one, his country betrays him and the third right. one too. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, and I think that's kind of his arc throughout these movies is him kind of losing trust in 
yeah. uh, and yeah. governments and, and mm. things like that. <laughs> you could go a lot of places with that um, socially and psychologically yes. when that realization, when, wow, I've that allegiance that, that I've had to, to this. And uh, now I'm realizing lots of big flaws in it mm-hmm. and it's making it hard for me to stand for. Wow. <laughs> well, we won't go there today, but that's intense. I like, wow. Anyways. Wow. The winter soldier maybe is moving up for me because that yeah. sets up a lot of that. And obviously age of Ultron, which you talked earlier about how it sets up a lot it obviously set up a lot for the civil war because it focuses a lot. I love like the psychological look in age of Ultron, like at each of their like fatal flaws. Mm. And I think, I think maybe, um, maybe, you know, for Tony, obviously he kind of, he kind of plays the same game in age of Ultron and civil war where he's trying to cover his own mistakes with something else. That is just something else that makes a mistake and it just keeps building and getting worse. So that's why it's hard for me to see Tony as well as the villain in civil war, because yeah, he's doing something wrong, but he was doing something wrong in age of Ultron too. And that wasn't him being the villain, even though he messed up, Mm -hmm. it was just him trying so hard to do right. Yeah. He just messed something up. And then, you know, with cap, you know, like you said, just like kind of anchoring to Bucky and, just kind of holding on to what he knows and just he he was shaky because the life that he wanted he didn't get and he didn't know who he was kind of questioning who he was I guess and you know his it talks about you know where his fear like his like vision where he's afraid in Age of Ultron and he's talking to Peggy and they're dancing and he should be happy and she says the war's over and he's confused and so he's like well wait am I a soldier do I want a family what do I want out mm-hmm. of life what's my so it's like both of their fatal flaws really come out in Age of Ultron and then just absolutely fracture them in Civil War. So I, yeah, so well, that's why I, it's hard for me to see Tony as a villain. I don't know. Yeah, obviously, I think about the clip they showed at Comic-Con in 2015 or 2014 of Avengers Age of Ultron, and it, was, it wasn't a big fight scene between all the characters. It wasn't a big fight scene between you know, Ultron and everybody else. It was Captain America and Tony Stark arguing um at hawkeye's house like that was like the promo clip they showed that like this is the this is the conflict of the next few movies is between these mm-hmm. two um one other take i really love from you chase is you like iron man 3 quite a bit and i am on the iron man 3 is really good train all the way i will ride that train as far as it goes <laughs> i like iron man 3 a lot jared does not however i uh that's one of those things where it's like I love it. I just, you know, they can't all be number one. Like, oh, for sure. Yeah, I really do love Iron Man 3. Um, I guess for me, the reason I like Iron Man 2 has a lot to do with the reason I put Iron Man 3 lower on the list is because I just get burnt out on an idea, I guess. And, like, uh-huh. as much as um, as much as much there was some new elements, it's like, hey, Tony's without the suit in yeah. Iron Man 3. That was oh, cool that's really fun, it. yeah. Yeah, that is yeah. fun. I think I saw a lot of the for me, joy of the Iron Man movies is really, you know, what happens with the suits, what, mm-hmm. you know, will become of the suits and everything. And uh, a lot of the stuff that happened with, with Tony's heart in the second yeah. movie was really uh, good for me. Um, and so with, with Iron Man 3, um, the whole Mandarin reveal. Yeah. Y'all like that? I don't Here's like the deal. that. I don't read Iron Man comics, so I don't really care. And that might sound a little harsh, but (laughs) I don't have any attachment to him as a villain, like from Mm -hmm. comics and stuff. Yeah. And so, to be honest, I didn't really care much. I mean, I'm excited that they're bringing the Mandarin back for the Shang-Chi movie. Yeah. Um, 
So I, I hope we'll get to see that and it's yeah. fully fleshed out version. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but it didn't bother me in Iron Man 3, really, just because I don't really care about the Mandarin. I guess it wasn't the reveal that bothered me. It was, I am the Mandarin at the end, you know, like. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I get that. Name? I can't. Is uh, that? Killian. Aldrich Killian. Yeah. I don't I don't know the actor's name. Yeah, <laughs> I, uh, the actor. I, right on. I don't know, man. I don't, I don't like that final sequence. And also, the whole idea that Tony's like, that's it. I'm done being Iron Man. Blow up the suits, all that stuff. Uh, we don't need that because we was, know he's gonna do it again. Yeah, so like, why put that in there? There's definitely some some mud to wade through with that movie, and and even just hearing you explain that made me want to bump Iron Man three down a little and Iron Man two up more because I I keep saying the psychological outlook at it, but like the, not to not to dig into this morbid esque side of it, but like in Iron Man two when I, when I revisit it like more as an adult, like where you see like he's starting to give stuff away. He puts Pepper as CEO of the company, which as a kid, I was always just like, oh, that's sweet. He trusts her and he thinks she's good in charge, which obviously that's part of it. But also like he thinks he's dying. So he's mm-hmm. giving all of his stuff away. He's donating his art. He's, he's giving the company away because he thinks he's at the end of his road and he's not telling mm-hmm. anybody that. And just like seeing and seeing where that, you know, happens in real life at anyways like i said not to dig into that but it that's that's a little bit intense for me but i kind of like it because it's real in a crazy way for a superhero movie but iron man 3 i think one of the things that i like about it despite all the mess is the one thing that you mentioned tony in a new element without the suit um you know he's dealing with a lot from you know the this the ptsd literally after new york and that's a cool thing to see him you know fight with that is cool Seeing him, seeing him like, because like the suit changed his life essentially and made him into like kind of a brand new person. A better person. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So seeing him be a great person and not even have the suit and just have to be innovative and just have to improvise and and do his best to still do what's right, even though his resources are absolutely limited. That's, that's, that's the main thing for me that I enjoy Mm -hmm. out of it. And plus I just love Tony content. So yeah, that's a good point. I think yeah. the Iron Man trilogy, out of all of the trilogies we have so far between Captain America, Thor, and this, I think this is the only trilogy that you can watch one, two, and three by itself. Yeah, by itself, and not have any supplemental material. Like it, it helps if you watch the first Avengers because obviously that's what he's struggling with in three. Right. Um, but it's the it's the one trilogy you can watch one, two, three. Captain America, I think, has better movies, but uh, Civil War is obviously most of its plot comes from other MCU movies. It's in Avengers yeah. 2.5, basically. Yes. And but like, Thor, yeah. You can't, even, you can't watch the Thor movies 1, 2, and 3 and feel like... Like, because Ragnarok's so two. different. You can watch 1 and 2. Um, Which, why would yeah. you, I guess? Because of the side characters. <laughs> Ooh. But, well, the thing is, I think um, Thor really holds up a lot better if you put Avengers in the middle. Like, you need Avengers for the Thor yeah. movies yeah. to work as well. Um, yeah. But, like, to me, it's important to be able to, like, if these movies are a collection, if they're they're titled together, then they need to be able to hold up just those movies. I feel that. Spider-Man's movies can't do that at all. Can't they not, can't do no. that at all. Yeah. Um, it's, it's Guardians can. Guardians can, though. Yeah. Um, That's true. I don't, That's I don't true. know how they'll handle Guardians 3, because, like, you got to right. have you gotta have Infinity War and Endgame for that. But, right. For sure. Um, but, yeah. the the um, I think Thor 4 actually is going to kind of squeeze into a 
a uh, a pocket that's more like a true sequel to Iron Man 2 with the direction and um, lightheartedness and everything of, of Ragnarok. So mm-hmm. it, it's going to be like the sequel to the Thor. Um, <laughs> you know, because Natalie Portman's coming back and everything. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I think it'll be a good spot for us to be in with Thor 4. I, I'm really excited for that one. I kind of wish they had finished all of their franchises trilogies before they did infinity war and Endgame in some ways, because mm. now guardians three has to take place after those events. So you're now we're what five years in the, well with guardians, we're like closer to 10 years in the future with guardians mm. three. Yeah. Um, and Ant-Man's similar. Although I think I, I like the prospects of Ant-Man's character after Endgame more than I did before. Ant-Man is going to be weird for the same reason that far from home was weird. Cause you see the, the effect the blip, yeah. the, uh, yeah. the aging, yeah. it's going to be yeah. strange. And obviously that's a big part of far from home. Um, and so it's hard to like wade through that, but outside of that far from home is one of my favorite. I think I, maybe I didn't put it at three instead of four. I put Ragnarok above it maybe because it depends mm-hmm. too much on Endgame. but I just love far from home as a movie. But anyways, I think you're about to say something. Sorry, Zach. I do uh, love far from home as a movie for sure. I, will I say do that. as well. You'll see that in my ranking. I'm going to go Let's ahead and give it. my numbers and yeah. rankings and stuff now. Okay. 23. I have Thor two. 22. I have incredible Hulk. 21. I have Thor with, we all have the worst three. Yeah, those are defined. Those are just, it's a fact now. Those are the worst movies. <laughs> yeah, We've they are. We made it a fact. And I agree with Chase. I have Iron Man 2 next. And then the one that will probably shock you the most, and I did this list uh, as like a which movie would I rather watch right now? Like, what mm-hmm. do I want to revisit? And so I actually have Captain Marvel next. And I still like Captain Marvel. What? But you, but you were the, but he was the, Wow. I'm still a, I'm still going to defend it when people come at it. I'm still going to defend Brie Larson when people come for her. Yeah. I still think the movie's really good. Really from 19 to 1, really 20 to 1, I can have a lot of fun with these movies. And I really right. like all these movies. Sick. So having Captain Marvel here is not a slight on the movie. It's just not one. I've watched it so much over the last year. I don't really feel like revisiting it right now. Mm-hmm. I got 18, I, I have, need to come back to that when we, when we get okay. through this list. We'll come back to it. Okay. At 18, I have Age of Ultron, and here's why. So this movie for me is basically the Avengers just done again. And they it kind is. of drop a lot of the storylines from Iron Man 3 and, and Winter Soldier. Like, S.H.I.E.L.D. still shows up at the end of True. Age of Ultron, even though mm-hmm. it's supposed to be gone. Right, And so I feel like they kind of wrote the script for this movie before they knew the story of Winter Soldier and Iron Man 3 because Iron Man has suits and everything again. Mm, so I actually uh, think they should have just done Avengers in 2012 and you can do Thor 2, whatever, in, in 2013 mm. and then do Ultron and then do Iron Man 3 and Winter Soldier because I think yeah. those two stories actually fit better after Age of Ultron. And I see that. what those two characters go through after would make okay. more sense after the fact. Yeah. So that's my issue with Age of Ultron. Gotcha. Next, I have Doctor Strange at 17. Um, it's basically Iron Man with cool visuals. Uh, <laughs> and then, a lot of these movies are basically Iron Man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then I have Ant-Man at 16, Ant-Man on the Wasp at 15, Captain America the First Avenger at 14, Iron Man 3 at 13, Iron Man at 12, Civil War at 11, The Avengers at 10, Black Panther at 9, Homecoming at 8, Infinity War at 7, Far From Home at 6, Winter Soldier at 5, Guardians at 4, 
Ragnarok at three, and probably my hottest take on the planet, Guardians 2 at number two and Endgame at number one. Wow. He likes Guardians 2. I do. Yes. I me really Chase, do. Me and Chase, and I know Chase has seen every um, MCU movie probably ten more times than I have, but we actually – I know I don't know if it was your first time, but uh, we saw Guardians 2 in theaters together. Yeah, it was it was like a Thursday premiere, so yeah, that was my first time seeing that movie. That's the only time I've seen a, a movie for the first time with Chase, so that was cool. Um, yeah, so I think honestly that's a lot of the reason I I, I would probably move Guardians two up about three spaces if, yeah. if I didn't have the memories attached to it. Yeah, because I remember you I just vividly and it became a, a big like point to that of remembrance for people to joke about from that movie. But I just remember Jared, your reaction immediately to I'm Mary Poppins, y'all. So funny. And so funny I, it always makes me think of you. So yeah. <laughs> All right. We watched the pirated version of it on your com- like your That's TV true. room we as well, like two weeks later. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Right, so pick apart my list. I want to. Okay. I want to hear. All right. So let's go back to your Captain Captain Marvel thing. Um, yes. I think it does deserve to be up there, but you know how I feel about setting stuff up. I like setting stuff up. So a lot of mm-hmm. my love for um, Captain Marvel goes into the mystery behind what's going to happen with the scrolls. Um, oh yeah, yeah, for sure. So I don't have any problems with Brie Larson's portrayal as Captain Marvel. She did a great job. I think she portrayed the character exactly how I've always perceived her. Retweet. Um, so um, my first, uh, my first uh, encounter with Captain Marvel was on Superhero Squad, if you all remember <laughs> that cartoon. Yeah. So, um, but she's exactly the same way from that show. Um, but uh, my feelings may be a little hurt how they did the scrolls to be good guys. So you don't like and, that twist? Well, I think I'm going to have to see something with it. Like either they're going to have to get mad at the earth for some reason. Like I need them to be evil later. Like even if they're not, cause like, I, I do want to know this cause I'm, y'all are smarter than me. When do we, when is Nick Fury a scroll? Like we don't at know. what, at what point is he a scroll? Because we have no hopefully, idea. Hopefully not as soon as some people theorize. But anyways, go on. He, do you think him and Maria Hill being close is completely because of the fact that they're a married couple? Uh, like, because, like, why else know, would? <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know. So A lot of it's, for when me, it comes is to the When it comes to the scrolls, I, I really like the Talos character quite a bit, actually. And I didn't expect them to do the twist with, with the scrolls, with them being kind of good. Or at least mm. those scrolls being kind of yeah, good. Yeah, I don't hate scrolls being good. I don't want all of them to be good. See, I want to see the uh, super scroll that's evil, so I, I, uh, fantastic I, four, you know. Yeah, if I had to guess, I would still say the next big event is probably Secret Invasion, if I had to guess. Mm-hmm. And at this point, I would assume that talos and his scrolls are the exception to the rule and would probably like fight with like alongside the avengers mm-hmm. and that all the other cool. scrolls would be bad basically it'd be cool because you couldn't even know if you could trust scrolls you're like oh that's a scroll yeah. but can we trust scrolls i don't uh, i don't know okay yeah because we have to see that played out if we don't see that played out i'm i'm not gonna i hate to go back to it civil war they did it wrong maybe not they didn't do it bad I love Civil War, yeah. but they didn't 
give it the the justice that it got in the comics. And for me, a lot of my love for Civil War comes from Ultimate Alliance 2, the adaptation in that video game. Um, it, it really tied me to Civil War. Um, so I don't want them to take too much liberty with some of these uh, arcs. Um, but if they are going to use them, use them good. That's all, that's all I care about. Yeah. Like, you know, if Civil War to me was was um, too small, basically. Yeah, I agree. Containing yeah, it to a Captain America movie was the problem. Yeah. The moment it came out, it felt big enough, like, at the time, like, watching mm-hmm. it. Like, it did. Look, right. look, look right. at all these characters coming together. We hadn't really right. seen yeah. Vision yet. Like, we had Vision for, like, 20 minutes. We never yeah, got any fine. vision at all. We just got <laughs> vision not using the door. That's yeah. that's all we know about him. <laughs> it was and open, so, so yeah, I feel it's that. It's just small. It's just small now compared to like when you yeah. look at Endgame and you see like a trillion heroes right. out there. It just yeah. feels too small now. So if we see and, another Captain Marvel movie as the Scroll Invasion, that I I won't settle for that. I won't be cool with that. And I don't know how they're gonna do Captain Marvel because the whole idea was she was going somewhere else, not yeah. Earth. So that yeah. could, if she's going in a cosmic direction, cool. That'd be cool. But I don't want, I don't want a uh, secret invasion to not be Earth and like be a true like invasion story like Avengers was. Like we we need we can go back to the basics. Like okay, Earth is fine. Oh crap, everybody's a scroll. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I do want to talk about the MCU Spider-Man stuff because over the past. I don't, I don't probably six months to a year. I feel like really, I guess maybe since far from home came out initially, I feel like there was this huge high. I feel like most people really still in general, really like far from home, but it feels like the Spider-Man discourse on Twitter has kind of taken a sour turn. And they, yes, I saw that. I saw a tweet uh, this morning that it was like uh, a thread reasons why, uh, Far From Home is a great Spider-Man story and even better movie. And then it was just like 10 blank responses. Yikes. Where it, so they Twitter does not like Far From Home. The response I always saw was Spider-Man, uh, Spider-Man Homecoming is... Um, um, wait, are we... Are we talking about Homecoming or Far From Home? I just, we're just talking. We're just having an MCU Spider-Man, Spider-Man okay, wow. conversation in general. Sorry, so I you can do Civil War. I'm asleep right now. <laughs> Far From Home, whatever you want. But uh, some, what I've always seen in people say about Homecoming, and I've never seen much talk about the Spider-Man MCU movies on Twitter for some reason. I see a lot of it on Instagram, which is weird. I wouldn't expect that, but that's where I've always seen it. But it's always Spider-Man: Homecoming is a good movie just not a good Spider-Man movie or it's a good story, just not a good Spider-Man story. And I don't know. That's why I have a, maybe I, and this is again, aside from the topic, but the more that like Toby stands hate on MCU Spidey, it makes me want to turn against the Toby trilogy even more. Cause I love the Toby trilogy, but it's like hard because I'm like, stop. These people make it hard to like it. Yeah, Yeah, they do. They do. But Um, I, yeah. Yeah. The way they pulled Spider-Man in, you know, they obviously they were already working with a lot and then they had to pull Spider-Man in with a, at a certain time because of contracts and legalities mm-hmm. and stuff. So so they I think they did the best with what they could. I think if maybe they had Spider-Man, if they had the rights to him from the beginning, they could have done it better. Or if maybe they I feel like maybe because they were like, OK, we can legally have Spider-Man now. We need to capitalize on it because we need Spider-Man movies. We you know, we need this content. So I feel like maybe the way they brought him in was a little bit rushed. And maybe that's where it gets a little well, bit. He was in I Iron like Man the too, way it so works. I'm not mad about he was in Iron Man too. <laughs> that's true. You're right. <laughs> but I think they did it well. I really 
and you know we've we've talked about our fears and hopes for the future of Spider-Man MCU movies, but I really hope they get to do more because I think they've got it in a great place now to take it somewhere amazing. But I do like what they've done with it so far. So I remember what well, was probably this time last year, maybe or a little after when the deal fell through for like two weeks. Yeah. Was it that far well, back? I have no concept of time anymore. <laughs> it was before I went back to school. So, I mean, it would have been, early august maybe yeah we, um, we were so in crying for sure and the amount of freak out from people on twitter from us and our group chat i think might have saved it to be honest i i don't yeah. i don't know if they were expecting <laughs> like that including, reaction from people including tom holland's uh drunk crying call so i think <laughs> I, I think now that they've had that scare kind of with like sony being like we're done I don't think the the Spider-Man movies going forward with Tom Holland are going to be as MCU-centric. Yeah, and that's fine with me. Yeah, they I think that's fine They said they had a plan, right? They had a plan yeah. for Spider-Man 3 without the MCU, and they said it was going to yeah. be a good movie. So this is that movie. I dread the possibility, and not to delve into this, but I dread the possibility of merging universes with uh, – with Tom Hardy's Venom. Oh gosh. I'm not not hopeful for that. Not hopeful for that. But I'm totally like, I don't need the future Spider-Man movies to be very MCU centric. Like Mm -hmm. Tony's gone. So that mentorship is over. You know, the Avengers, is there even an Avengers anymore? Not really. So it's like, I don't need spider. And plus, even if there were an Avengers, I don't really need him to be linked to that. I got to see Spider-Man act with the Avengers. I got to see him under Tony's wing. That was cool for me. And I like where the character's at. And if he never makes any connection to an MCU character again, I won't be upset at all. I just don't want, I I don't want him to meet Venom, not Tom Hardy's Venom. But anyways. (laughs) Or Jared Leto's Morbius, whenever that comes out. Oh gosh. I don't even, are these coming out still? Like, I feel like they were like, oh, do we have to make those? And then everything got shut down. Like, oh good, we don't have to release those. We know that (laughs) Morbius movie is connected to homecoming though because michael keaton shows up in the morbius trailer Ah, with with a poster in the background which is a screenshot from uh ps4 and the (laughs) daily bugle art on a side of a bus from uh from the raimi universe so what what is gonna happen we have no clue they're just gonna they're just gonna do a live action Spider Verse and be like, oh yeah, all these universes they're separate, but they're together. That'd be good. Oh, yeah. That's fine. We'll take it. We'll take it won't be a live action Spider Verse. I don't, especially from what they've got right now to put it together. I don't think they could ever make it as good as the animated Spider Verse. No. But they that's could, just because no. the Spider Verse is really good. Unless you bring in the people who were in the animated Spider Verse in real life. Oh. Okay, mm, that could be something. So we I all have see Nicholas Cage as <laughs> Noir. In real we life. all have Far From yeah. Home ranked really high on these. Um, Jared and I have Homecoming ranked pretty high, and Chase might change his later. But yeah, what what about the MCU Spider Man for you for you guys works really well? Um, I think it's always been that they've cast like thirty year olds to play Spider Man. Um, yeah. And- I never believed for one moment that that was a high school student. Like, and so now they're like, fine, if y'all won't take him as a senior, we're going to get a, an actual kid and we're going to put him at the beginning of high school and we're going to make it to where, you know, you, this is what y'all want. And uh, it is what we want. And I, I'm happy. So 
Um, I, I think the problem was always that we were putting Spider-Man in high school when he didn't have to be in high school because mm-hmm. everybody always knew the origin of Spider-Man. We, we didn't even need the, the Raimi movies for that. Mm-hmm. We definitely didn't need Mark Webb's, but, um, but it was good. It was okay. But like those movies had a great opportunity to tell like old Spider-Man, like adult Spider-Man stories. Mm-hmm. But um, since we just kind of brushed through, we, we always got like awkward middle Spider-Man in the first yeah. few movies. So now what we have is the potential to get every story. Um, because Tom Holland's so young. What is he, 22? 22, yeah, 23. Maybe. That's, he's and like six months older than me, so he's probably 23 or 24. They seem to be pretty serious about the fact that he's um, uh, on board for more than a Spider-Man 3. Like, there's there's more yeah. movies. They've been be pretty sick. clear about that. I would love They've that. They've said that about, you know, they said that about the first two attempts as well because everybody doesn't want a Spider-Man fun to end. Um, yeah. But, like, if we could see, like, a Harry Potter type yeah. thing with, uh, with Spider-Man, like, you know, let's, let's see him grow up and let's keep going. Like, yeah. what if we saw, like, Craven's Last Hunt or if yeah. we saw Maximum Carnage or, mm. you know, just, like, series, like, events that you have to have tons yeah. of backstory to even get to it for it to be fun. And, um, I mean, this is, this is a concept a story arc that's used, I guess, a lot in non-movie material um and they tried to set it up in the amazing spider-man obviously but we still haven't seen the sinister six on the big screen and i would love to see that i'm kind of for not seeing that personally just because i've seen sony fumble the bag like twice now yeah Um, i I see that's i feel that the uh (laughs) kevin is gonna do the sinister six that's fine right well we have we ever seen anything like that because i would be cool with like a dark avengers or or something i I would love to see a team of villains because have we had any real villain team-ups yet like I don't. I can't think of any. I mean, not, not um, major. Not major. Endgame game doesn't think. count because that's all Thanos. That's Thanos' yeah. squad. Um, um, the the closest thing besides that is like Iron Man two. Yeah, um, I mean, none yeah. of the other heroes have besides Spider Man really have a deep enough rogues gallery of villains to even right pull that right. off. Right. Yeah. Well, all the all the franchises that do Spider Man, and then the X Men as well, uh, yeah. but. And X-Men did it, right? Like, their villains always teamed up in those movies. Mm-hmm. Um, so now, you know, I mean, you can have a um, you can have a Secret Wars movie as well. Yeah. Um, I think we all want that. So, Zach, here's my question for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, you said, you know, you, which I'm sure you would enjoy a Sinister Six movie if it was done right, but you said, you, you know, you don't need that. So what's a story, what's a Spider-Man story that if you could choose one Spider-Man story to see – Specifically, Kevin Feige, make what would you choose? I am really, really excited about the possibilities for three after seeing the first end credit scene from Far From Home. We have never right. seen a Spider-Man character go in this kind of direction before. So um, I'm really excited about what that's going to look like. Really excited to see where they take him. I'm excited to see Spider-Man kind of, and hopefully we get more J. Jonah Jameson, but like, yeah, the, I think we we are right. That he signed on for it. Yeah, so, so, so the hero versus menace thing is always the mm-hmm. classic Spider-Man story. Yeah. I guess, I guess, just classic, some more classic Spider-Man stuff. I love the new stuff mm-hmm. they're doing, like Homecoming and Far From Home are kind of new stories and and things like that. I wouldn't mind if they dived back into some some of the more classic Spider-Man stories that we know. 
um, mm -hmm. moving forward now that he's an established character. Um, so how, I guess that'd be, that'd be it. How hard would it be for um, them to do something cool with the, the kids that we, we know from um, the Spider-Man universe? Like, so like yeah. so far, the whole idea was like, oh, we got like a breakfast club, freaks mm -hmm. and geeks type game. Yeah. Going. But like, I want to see these characters go into like who they are. Um, yeah. So Michelle is a difficult beast of a character <laughs> because we don't know who she is really. Yeah. Um, but like this whole like Ned Leeds is actually, um, what's his name? Genki. I can never Genki, remember. Yeah. yeah from Miles um, Universe. I don't have a problem with Spider-Man having a friend because he has Harry Osborn. Like that's always been established. The Spider-Man yeah. has a friend. Um, I think they try to make him more and more of a loner throughout the years, but he's really, he's not like that bad of a, um, a nerd, so um, I, or he's a nerd, but nerds have friends. Um, <laughs> yeah, they do. Like, I know I do. <laughs> yeah. The three of us are friends, right? Right. <laughs> right. Um, can Ned Leeds become a villain? Is it right. possible? How I many think, movies would it take? I think they're going to, yeah. I th honestly, I think they're going to move. This is my prediction. Anyway, I think the reveal that, Spider-Man is Peter Parker at the end of Far From Home is going to ruin some of his friendships. Yeah. Flash is um, going to have something to say about it for sure. Right. I, I think the clip of Mysterio saying like, you know, Spider-Man is going to execute them all, this, this, and that, that was framed to look like he was doing something bad is going to rub some people very close to him the wrong way. And he's going right. to be pretty much on his own besides MJ. I think that relationship will be the one that, Last when everything else falls holds. apart will be the will be the one that holds but that's just kind of my prediction yeah. which i mean maybe that. long term maybe long term that could happen but also you know which we've seen a lot of uh peter parker relationship problems so maybe they won't visit that again but it also could be a big issue that they face and you know end up you know back you know yeah. working it out or something but uh, but also yeah i would like to see you know like I love Ned and Peter's friendship dynamic, even though it's like, you know, derivative of a few other things, obviously, but um, seeing like that close of a friendship and one that, you know, came out of high school and they've been friends for so long, seeing that divide, which I mean, it would be kind of like playing Harry again because, you know, they, they split off, but I think they yeah. could do that kind of cool. If Ned becomes a villain, um, it might doing something with flash. I think they are. I really do that, think they are. I would like that, and it would have to be done right. And I don't know, have any ideas of how they could do it, but I think that would be cool. Uh, I think they they they've got a lot of material to work with that they don't even have to pull from the rest of the MCU. Yeah, agreed. So for this podcast episode, we decided to give point totals to our rankings. And for example, all of us have Thor two in last place, and so Thor two. The Dark World, Thor The Dark World, is worth 23 points apiece. And Endgame, for all of us, was the same as number one. And uh, Endgame would be worth one point apiece. So here is our combined ranking. I had the, the, the other two here, Chase and Jared, do not know this ranking yet. So this will no. be fun. Okay, so in last place, we have Thor The Dark World uh, with 69 points. Nice. And 22 <laughs> We have The Incredible Hulk at 66 points. 21, we have Thor at 63 points. At 20, we have Ant-Man with 54 points. 19, Iron Man 2 with 53 points. 18, Doctor Strange with 51. 17, Captain Marvel with 50. 
16, Ant-Man and the Wasp at 44. 15, Captain America, the first Avenger at 41. 14, Iron Man 3 at 40. 13, Avengers Age of Ultron with 38 points. At 12, we have the Avengers with 31. 11, we have Homecoming with 29. And we have a tiebreaker for the 10 and 11 spot. Winter Soldier and Homecoming both have 29 spots. Oh, man. We talked about the whole time. That's the worst part. You know that I'm going to say Homecoming has to go up. I'm fine with that. I'm gonna, gonna I got well. to upvote Homecoming, y'all. Okay, yeah. so we're going to go with Winter Soldier at 11 at 29 and Homecoming at number 10 with 29. <laughs> Black Panther at number at number 9 with 28 points. In 8th place, we have another tie. Iron Man and Civil War. Now, based on our discussion, which one, how are we voting this year? I think we, we really didn't it. talk about Iron Man at all, like the no. first one, though. But um, I think we all agreed that Civil War loses points for us. So, dude, okay. does, we'll does go Iron, Iron Man yeah. go higher Iron Man. than Civil War? Iron Man goes higher. So, we'll go Civil War at number eight with 27, and then Iron Man at number seven with 27. And number six, we have Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two with 26 points. Number five, we have Guardians Volume One with 22 points. Number four, we have Far From Home with 16 points. And number three, we have Avengers Infinity War uh, with 11 points. Number two, we have Thor Ragnarok with 10. And at number one, we have Avengers Endgame with three. So before we close, I do want you guys to kind of, I don't know. We all have the same number one. We haven't talked about it yet. Yeah, Um, we should. And you two like Infinity War a lot. We do. And so, so what about those two movies works really well for you guys? And why is Endgame your number one? Is in uh, Infinity War and Endgame, it has to be said that even though they are drastically different films when you watch them, without Infinity War, obviously there is no Endgame. Mm-hmm. And the fact that they started the movies as Infinity War Part 1 and 2 still holds true to me. Like, they're still, yeah. to me, an A and B. Um, now, the plot is drastically different. The whole, like, when I'm in New York, Battle of New York, in Endgame, I'm like, wait a second, weren't we a few hours ago, like, on um, Thanos' home planet? Like, what's going on here? You know, like, it's a lot to take in. Um, but, I mean, Endgame is, is uh, it's like a chapter summary almost. Like, you know, when you're about to take a test um, ah. and they give you the, <laughs> you know, work through this. Like, here's a question from every part of the chapter. Um, or like, you know, if it's the final test of a year and you're, you're doing your, um, you're making a study guide for it. Um, because it hits on all the events, you know, we, we see parts of Avengers. We see parts of Thor the Dark World somehow. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And, uh, we see, uh, uh, Guardians 1, you know, so Mm -hmm. it's, it's a really, it's a fun concept because it's like the idea where we always have things where like, Oh man, I wish they would have done this different in the movie. They literally have the opportunity to go back and say, okay, it was done differently. now. like we changed it. Um, And uh, at the same time, you know, civil war. So obviously a setup movie, like so many, like, Oh man, can y'all shut up for just a second and let us have this movie. But like, how much content are we getting from Endgame? Like we're getting the Loki series from a split second in the movie. Yeah. Um, and we're going to get, I mean, I'm real excited for um, Winter Soldier, uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Like yeah. um, 
that's that's my number one <laughs> most anticipated uh, piece of media right now. So yeah, um, yeah, agree. Just does a great job. There's you know I have problems with Endgame. Obviously, it's like why would we release a Black Widow movie after we've yeah. already lost? Like we've already said like man, we're gonna miss you. But um, you know I wish we we could have seen that better. Um, and also like Hulk completely mishandled in those movies. I think mm. um, I don't love the whole smart Hulk thing. I don't love what they did to my precious Hulk and black widow uh, love tension <laughs> thing. Cause I was a fan of it. Everybody <laughs> has different opinions on that, but I like it. Um, and yeah, uh, talk they, about just, they wrote it off as a cheap joke in an infinity war. And then don't even like come back to it. So that's stupid. Uh, yeah, so. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't compare it to a uh, like a study guide. I'd say I know you guys aren't as into sports as I am, but I would say it's like a highlight video after your team wins the championship. Ah, uh, like, revisiting like all yeah. of what got you to this point, and mm-hmm. all of, besides Thor: The Dark World, I guess all of the good feelings those movies yeah. give you. Yeah, it uh, was the best moment of the dark world i guess like it was yeah. it was yeah. it didn't have the stupid assistant thing yeah. <laughs> man but yeah so like uh the payoff in endgame is just so huge like mm-hmm. i'll be i'll go ahead and be honest i've you know and maybe we can all agree on this and hopefully i'll never move it farther down on my list but a lot of what makes endgame so hot what makes it my number one was the experience in the theater Yes. Like yeah, just from sure. a, this is called the cinema ticket. So just from the yeah. the purely just the the theater experience, it's I've never had an experience in a theater like that. Probably never will again. At least for not sure. for a while. So sure. what it you know just the in, just the enjoyment out of getting to experience all that, and especially being in a big crowd, uh, and just hearing everybody awesome. react together. It, it was the most fun. Like it was the most fun I've ever had in the movies. So that's a big reason yeah. why it's number one for me. It's it's truly great. Both of those movies, I think, work really well together. I don't like Infinity War as much as you guys, and I did when it came out. It's just when I revisited it um, over the last year or so, especially when I was prepping for Endgame. Um, ah. It just, I don't know, it just didn't hit me the same way. But I still love Endgame. I watched it the other day. Yeah. Three hours fly by. It's awesome. You, I, I said on Letterboxd, which is a movie review fan site thing, and I said, you know, you can nitpick it to shreds, but oh, yeah. let's not do that. Let's just enjoy the good stuff we get. And Endgame definitely falls in that category for me. Uh, for me, my only critique of Endgame is honestly that, and you said three hours fly by, which you're right, but my only like dispute to that is just for me, Act 2 is, is a, it moves a little slow. And you know, sure. like Jared said, obviously we're jumping back and forth to different places. It is kind just of the hard whole time though. traveling. Yeah. It's, it moves a little slow for me upon a rewatch. Like the mm-hmm. first time or two that I saw mm-hmm. it, it breezed through it. But like after having seen it, like yeah. by the time I get to act two, I watch half of it and then I'm like, okay, I want to watch the final battle. So that's my only right. critique I, of the movie. Right. For sure. I, I feel that. Um, I think for me, like I didn't expect the final battle the first time I watched it. I don't know why. Probably yeah. stupid. But Same. like I, th- I thought the movie was over, honestly. Like they, <laughs> yeah. they snapped and everybody was going to come back and there's going to be like reuniting moments. So the final battle was caught me off guard. So um, I loved it, obviously. Um, I think everybody loved the final battle. I don't think anybody has any critiques for the final battle. No, it's awesome. It's it's truly mind-blowing seeing some of that stuff on screen. Again, the payoff, like Chase said, is just 
enormous and all the feelings you get from it. Uh, Tony Stark's death feels well-earned and feels right. And mm-hmm. Cap's, I like Cap's ending a lot. I like mm-hmm. him handing the shield off to Falcon at the end. Yeah. I like Thor with the Guardian. Like, I like how a lot of those stories ended and still mm-hmm. set up new possibilities. Um, and okay, I, but one nitpick, one nitpick I, think, I think we all need – everybody should give one nitpick just because okay. just it'll be fun. <laughs> so go ahead, Zach. Okay, my nitpick is probably – there's some stuff in the final battle that just doesn't make sense. So how do how do all of them have walkie talkies like or like communication devices? Like Magic. how does Valkyrie have it? How does Valkyrie have it on a Pegasus? And how does <laughs> America have it down below? So there's things like that. And I think there's also a shot of like Ant Man throwing like one of the huge dragon looking machines through a through a hole while he's in the van at the same time. So there's like things right. like that that don't necessarily like line up super well. Mm-hmm. But those are all small nitpicks yeah. in it in a three-hour mm-hmm. story that I really enjoy. But yeah, that's mine, probably. Chase? I, I, I stand by what I said already. That, that's going to be my, my nitpick. Is, I don't, and I don't know if that's much of a nitpick. It's just much of a, com, a viewer's complaint. Mm-hmm. But just that act two for me, it's not even that it's messy and hard to follow because I don't have a problem with bouncing back from a couple of different events that are happening. Mm-hmm. It's just that I, it feels like it just takes a little bit too much time for me. That, that's my nitpick. So, so for me, and I guess this is partially Infinity War, but remember earlier we talked about the idea that um, an event happened in a movie, and it's like they didn't talk to the director to make sure that that would work <laughs> yeah. for another movie. Um, yeah. So Ragnarok made it to number two, right? Like we, we put Ragnarok yeah. pretty high. Or where, yes. where did it go? Yes, yeah. it's number two, yeah. Love Ragnarok. Yeah, um, it's so good. So – and I love everything. There's there's parts I can nitpick, but that's not what I'm doing here. Um, I don't love a rewatch on Ragnarok for some reason. I don't know. I have to I really have to, like. Wow. Yeah, like I can't just do it like this week and then do it next week. Like I got to give it a little time. It's one of my favorites. It, to it feels too fast paced <laughs> for me. It's just super fast paced. I don't know why. In that movie right you know it's like you're it's not the hammer that makes thor thor is what makes thor you know yeah um and so i think you see him overcome some arrogance and that seems to be always thor's problem it's like oh he's humbled himself no wait i'm arrogant again oh he's humbled himself (laughs) um but then so we see um we see him get defeated in the first scene uh he loses heimdall before in that in that same scene actually yeah. yeah so loki and heimdall um and then i guess most of his as guardians as well some of them live you know valkyrie lives um but you basically have this same idea as it's like a ptsd i guess for thor that he's he's defeated by thanos and that mm-hmm. he's scared i think in the first in infinity war he's scared he's not um angry so he's like, I got to go build a, a new hammer. I know it'll help a new hammer. Like, so that's one thing. And, and you can, you can either take that and be like, they should have just ran with that. Um, but you have in game comes around and he technically didn't beat Thanos on a technicality. Like if you would have, yeah. if you would have chopped his head off 
it would have been over. Um, and you don't see like Thor like driven to insanity. You don't see him like, um, you know, like depressed. You see this like he's sad or he's, he's like he's fat Thor, bro Thor, whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and he's as funny master. as it is, as funny as it is, for for a second maybe, it gets taxing because it's I like agree. not only is he arrogant still, is he still like you know the Thor that I don't actually like look up to because he he goes in between the the modes. Um, he's also pathetic, and nobody else likes him. So it's like they basically strip Thor of all of his glory from Ragnarok, where he um, he defends his people. Um, he makes the right decision. He's not his father's mistakes. And then he's just defined by his mistakes from Infinity War throughout the rest of the films. Um, and you never see, like, I would have been cool with, like, a quick little, oh, we're going to train him real quick. He's going to do some uh, some aerobics with a uh, rocket, <laughs> and now he's skinny again. And that would be, like, funny almost. Like, sure. oh, wow. uh, yeah, I'm skinny again. Um, but I don't know. I, I – I don't like that. I don't like Valkyrie acting out of character for sure. She's not a, she's not a placed person, you know, like she's, she's not going to be simple and um, sarcastic the way she was. Um, I think she's more of like a, a fighter. She's a loner and she's a jerk and that's, what's great about her. Um, and she's not that at all in, in game in um, new Asgard. But, yeah, which I think is maybe a complaint about, Avengers movies in general is other people are writing these characters than the people who get to write them in their own movies, you know? Mm-hmm. Ah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So I was like, Captain America feels very consistent with through all of his movies. Right. Because Marcus and McFeely, who did Infinity War and Endgame, also write all the Captain America movies. Right. So that's so why that makes sense. He, they've been with the character the whole time. So And Tony Stark feels pretty consistent because Robert Downey Jr. is Tony Stark. <laughs> Right, because yeah. they were able to actually get Tony Stark to do this. Right, <laughs> man. Um, here's here's my my quick take on Thor. Um, for me, what happens from Ragnarok to Infinity War to Endgame? It's like Thor wins a race. Like, say Thor is like a like a like a track runner or something like that. I don't know. He's he's running a race. He wins this race and he's celebrating, and then somebody comes and knocks the wind out of him and breaks his legs. And then they say, by the way, you have another race in one hour. Go run it. And he's got broken legs and he can't breathe. And so then he's like, crap, what am I going to do? So like Ragnarok's this big victory. And then they just take everything away from him. Um, But I feel like, and I don't know how much involvement Taika had. Did I say that right? Taika Waititi? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hope I'm saying that right. Anyways, um, I love him. I I wonder how much involvement he had in riding Thor throughout Infinity Mm -hmm. War and Endgame. Hopefully a lot. Um, because we'll see when Love and Thunder comes out. But I feel like, honestly, even though it affects Endgame and Infinity War a lot, I honestly expect that what happens to Thor in those two movies has a lot more to do with the rest of his story than it does those two movies themselves, honestly. Sure. Mm-hmm. That's fair. All right, boys. I appreciate y'all doing this, and this was a lot of fun. We could talk about MCU for hours more, but Fortunately, yeah. we just don't have that kind of time. So we're going to cut it off here. Um, I know the three of us will be talking about Marvel movies a lot longer than just this podcast. So uh, I appreciate you yep. guys jumping on, man. Absolutely. Thanks, Thanks man. for having Thanks us, for ha- man. Yeah, thank you. Of course. And where can the people find you all on Twitter? If you want to plug your bands, Instagram, um, Twitter, and stuff like that, you can go ahead and do that too. 
my personal account is way cooler on Twitter, but, <laughs> but uh, go to, go to Instagram, go to Audiophile Real, listen to our song Cold, have a banana milkshake, take a nap, do whatever you want. I'm not your dad. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh man. Yeah. So I just follow at Coat Music on any of the above. That's C-O-A-T Music. Should be easy enough. Appreciate sweet. it. Sweet, sweet. <laughs> All right, y'all. We'll see you next week on a new episode of Cinema Ticket. Please be sure to follow the podcast on Twitter as well, at Cinema Ticket Pod. You can find me on Twitter as well, at the Zach Leslie. I tweet about a variety of things. And uh, we'll see you all next time. Bye.